0: Live coverage from ABC News. Here is ABC News correspondent Alex Stone. President Trump is now inside a federal court in Washington for his arraignment on conspiracy and other counts related to alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 election before and during January 6th. That court hearing getting underway right now. Our Stephen Portnoy is in the courthouse sending out live updates. We'll be reading to you in real time until... He can come out of court and debrief us. Trump seated to the left, spectators facing the judge, the magistrate judge sitting in front of a white marble wall, the rest wood paneled, parties sitting at rectangular tables. The word coming from Stephen, Trump is now seated with his attorneys. They are talking, whispering back and forth. The president has been in the courtroom for a few moments. His hands clasped. He appears attentive. He's been looking around the room, accompanied by a big group of plainclothes, Secret Service agents and attorneys, wearing navy blue suit and a red tie. ABC's Ike Ajachi is outside as well. And Ike, we can hear a little bit of a crowd behind you. What's the scene there right now?
1: That's right now. Right now, we're here on the corner of Constitution Avenue in front of the federal courthouse. A little apropos of the moment right now, there's actually a big tour bus going through, full of tourists and coming in Washington, D.C., People with flags, there's been songs, almost like a mini-rock concert outside the steps of the
2: federal
0: courthouse. And Ike, Stephen tells us now, coming uh, straight from the the courthouse and what's going on, that the former president is now flanked by his lawyers as we wait for the hearing to begin in earnest. I want to bring in our legal analyst, Royal Oaks, uh,
3: and, and Royal... Let's just talk about what is going on today. Uh, The release conditions uh, may come up today. Uh, Probably any travel by the former president will be fine. He can go to the North Pole and visit Santa Claus if he wants, unless Santa happens to be a witness, because, as in the Miami case, probably the magistrate will discuss the fact that Donald Trump shouldn't be talking with other people involved in this case.
0: The courtroom right now, we're told, silent. Stephen Pornoy telling us only a few dozen spectators are actually in the room. Trump continues whispering with his attorneys. The president has been inside the courtroom for nearly 15 minutes. Jack Smith in his field of vision being in that room. All the parties are in place waiting for that magistrate judge to get things moving on this. Coming from Stephen Portnoy in the courtroom, the way the defense table is positioned, Trump is facing Jack Smith. The two men are seated only about 25 feet apart. Smith appears to be looking straight ahead toward the bench. Smith also looking in Trump's direction at times. ABC News White House correspondent Karen Travers, a lot of symbolism in all of this. The former president having to wait right now in a place where he is not very far away and just drove by where everything happened on January 6th. The symbolism in this moment is strong.
2: It's quite striking. I mean, on such a historic day with the former president being formally charged with trying to steal an election, you have him now waiting there in that courtroom as the judge has now not come into the room. The president, the former president, not used to being in a situation like that where he is waiting on others now going on more than 15 minutes, but certainly uh, not the way that Donald Trump would like to be returning to Washington.
0: It's been about 20 minutes now. Stephen in court or uh, in the courthouse telling us that Trump is waiting, silent courtroom appearing to be studying the marble wall behind where the magistrate judge will be sitting, looking down, picks, uh, picking up a document placed before him that he is sitting there, seemingly bored, waiting for this thing to, to get going. Josh Margolin, ABC News chief investigative reporter, this is not something that Donald Trump typically does, having to to wait for somebody.
1: Well, absolutely. And that's been notable in all three of these indictments and arraignments so far, Alex. That's, that's really one of the great stories of 2023, that Donald Trump, who had spent his career uh, trying to avoid being brought into courthouses and courtrooms, he, he first lost a civil case associated with a defamation claim, and now he's been indicted three times in just the last few months. President Trump now
0: inside a federal court in Washington for his arraignment on conspiracy and other counts related to the 2020 election. He is waiting right now. We are getting live information uh, straight from Stephen Portnoy inside of the courthouse who is letting us know It now appears that the magistrate judge is entering. Trump and others are now standing, Stephen tells us. Now the quote from inside the courtroom, good afternoon, clerk, please call the case. And now the magistrate judge is beginning. Trump is standing to be sworn in. His right hand is raised right now as all of this is beginning and uh, he will enter what we believe to be a not guilty plea in a moment. This happening uh, live inside of the federal courthouse. In Washington, D.C., here is what is going on right now. The magistrate asking Trump to state his full name for the record. He said, yes, Your Honor, Donald J. Trump. John, uh, how old are you? The Trump answering 77, 77, saying it twice. Or the first time looks like he said 77 seven, and then 77. Have you taken any medicine today? No, I have not. Trump answered, the judge is reading the counts in the indictment. Count one, conspiracy to defraud the United States. If convicted, you can face a term of imprisonment of not more than five years. Count two, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. If convicted of this charge, you can face a term of imprisonment of not more than 20 years. Going down the list of the four counts right now with the former president, who is uh, talking to the judge, facing the judge right now. And Royal Oaks, this is a pretty standard procedure for an arraignment in federal court of what's going on at this moment.
3: Absolutely. And of course, on the medication angle, uh, y- you have to make sure that the criminal defendant wasn't a little foggy as a result of some medical treatment. A lot of people regularly take medication before bed, first thing in the morning, that might make them a little bit woozy. And now the magistrate
0: saying count three, sir, is obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding carries the same penalty as count two, a potential term of imprisonment of not more than 20 years. Count four, it is conspiracy against rights. If con- Convicted of this charge, sir, you face a term of imprisonment of not more than 10 years. Trump is listening attentively, ABC's Stephen Pornoy tells us, looking at the judge. As she reads his rights, you have the right to remain silent. We know, uh, essentially, uh, Miranda writes, do you understand this, sir? The answer from the president, former president, is yes. At this time, I will arraign Mr. Trump, the magistrate saying. Trump standing at the edge of the defense table, nodding as a judge explains the arraignment proceedings. As to counts one through four of the indictment, how does Mr. Trump plead not guilty? Trump has just now pleaded not guilty to these four counts that he is facing. President Trump right now, coming from Stephen Portnoy in the courthouse, pleading not guilty to those counts. The magistrate now going over proposed conditions of release. Uh, Royal Oaks, the conditions of release typically in this type of case would be what?
3: Well, generally, you've got to worry about people uh, skipping town, uh, going to Barbados, uh, hand over your passport. As we've seen from other Donald Trump cases, the, the judges don't really consider that to be an issue here because he is a unique character. And so there are very likely to be uh, no conditions imposed on him. He probably won't have to hand over his passport and so on. Let me bring you back here. Uh, what's gone
0: on in the courtroom over the last couple of moments uh, coming from ABC's Stephen Portnoy. The prosecution's proposed conditions of release, the government not seeking detention. The defendant must sign an appearance bond, shall not communicate with the facts uh, or anybody involved, individuals known to be a witness. His attorney said they are fine with those conditions. The magistrate saying if you fail to comply with any of these conditions of your release, a warrant may be issued for your arrest. It is important, Mr. Trump, that you appear for all future court dates unless the judge rules otherwise, reminding the former president it is a crime to influence a juror, attempt to bribe a witness, going over all of those rules right now that former President Trump will have to live by. Paperwork on the release conditions being brought to the defense table right now. Trump is signing them. The magistrate judge discussing proposed dates for the first hearing before the judge who would take it to trial. Three options being given to President Trump of August 21st, August 22nd, or August 28th. August 28th at 10 a.m. is what has been set for the first uh, hearing. The uh, Trump team requesting that last option. The judge, uh, the magistrate saying that the judge will be willing to waive Trump's appearance at that first hearing if he wishes, to not have to be there to go through all of this again and all of the security and the crowds and everybody else. I want to bring back in ABC News political analyst Steve Roberts. And Steve, we talked a bit ago about the, the history of the counts and the indictment. What about the history of this very moment? Well,
3: obviously, this is a historic moment uh, legally, but it's also a historic moment politically. Because let's remember, Donald Trump is a candidate for president again. And in many ways, this is not just a legal proceeding. But because he is running again, Alex, this um, whole all these events today and the other two indictments that he's uh, uh, gone through and the fourth one he uh, is likely to face in Atlanta, these are also very much political documents, and they're very much a, a part of the political process. Um, and in the end... Uh, Judges and juries will have their their say, but so will the voters. And Donald Trump is using um the legal charges against him um, to promote his to promote his political case and Steve, as
0: you're talking, Stephen Portnoy, uh, inside of the the courthouse telling us that, Trump's attorneys have asked the court to order the government to provide an understanding within a couple of days of all the evidence in the case. We need all of that information in order to address the issue uh, of when we'll be ready. Prosecution saying the government is prepared to provide substantial discovery, handing over the evidence beyond even what the law requires. The prosecutor saying this case will benefit from normal order, including a speedy trial. For the government, this is a quote, for the government to suggest this case could be tried within the timeline of a Speedy Trial Act is absurd given the substance of the matter we have to go through. Uh, not surprisingly that President Trump's attorneys would be trying to tap the brakes a little bit on this right now. There's a lot going on for the former president. And the, the longer a delay, the longer that uh, gives the, the former president uh, time to stretch this out and maybe even potentially into the election and then whatever happens after the election and whatever power he does or does not have it at that point. Just getting word right now, the hearing has concluded. Everybody is rising As the magistrate is leaving the room, we believe we're going to hear momentarily from Stephen Portnoy, who will come running out of the courthouse or find a way to call us from inside the courthouse to give us his take on everything he has just seen. And as we wait for that, Josh Margolin, uh, just looking at the calendar coming up, it is nonstop court dates between all of these cases over the next uh, number of months and then into trials
1: that have been set. You know, Trump has even before he was a candidate, and even before his, his recent round of legal trouble, he, his main tactic when being sued civilly as a businessman, and being sued personally in, in various kinds of cases, his main tactic was delay, 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 delay. And we see this already being played out here, the effort to say here in court, as Steve reported, that the case here is so voluminous and so significant And the evidence must be so great that we're going to have to delay. And it's not clear that that's going to work. And certainly it hasn't worked just yet. But that's the effort. And people are saying there are some experts, and I'm sure Royal can talk to this. There are people saying that that if Donald Trump were to be able to delay these things and if he were to be able to win and become president again, he might be able to pardon himself, at least for the federal charges. So it gets very, very complex and you can start seeing a motivation there.
0: Sure, and to delay potentially through the the next election. And just before the hearing concluded, his attorney saying to fairly defend our client, we're going to need a little bit more time. The magistrate asking for a written motion on that, so putting it on, on ice for now. Everybody rose, Trump turned, glanced toward the back of the courtroom, spoke briefly to a Secret Service agent, and then exited the former president. We'll be getting back into the motorcade here momentarily, going back to Reagan National, where his signature Boeing 757 is waiting on the tarmac. And now we have maybe see Stephen Portnoy, uh, who is uh, now with us. He's been in the the courthouse through all of this. Tell us what it was like inside the courthouse.
4: Well, Alex, obviously it was high intensity in the lead up to the judge entering the courtroom. Uh, Donald Trump uh, looked around the courtroom. He had his hands clasped. He was uh, whispering with his attorneys, looking around the room, looking at one point straight at the prosecutor, Jack Smith. But once the judge entered, it was all business. Uh, She went through the proceeding uh, swiftly. Let's turn you into
0: a body language expert now, Stephen Portnoy. Was he more relaxed? What was his body language?
4: Well, at times it was uh, he was engaging in you know, a back and forth with his attorneys, whispering. But in those moments of silence, when it was dead silent in the courtroom, you could see the former president just sort of look around, a bit bored, um, sort of twiddling his thumbs. The the uh, moment where he stared directly at Jack Smith, the prosecutor in this case, a man whom the former president on social media and at rallies is called deranged, he he glared at him. And the two men were, must, must have been about 25 feet apart. Uh, Jack Smith, for the most part, looked straight ahead toward the judge, but for a time did look in Trump's direction. And uh, the way that the defense table was situated, it was sort of uh, they were at a 90-degree angle, essentially perpendicular. So Trump was, was able to look directly at the man bringing these charges.
0: Royal Oaks, our ABC News legal analyst, Jack Smith being in the, the courtroom again today. That message sends what?
3: It sends a message that Jack Smith is totally involved and he's not afraid to be in the same courtroom with Donald Trump. It's such an unusual, bizarre situation. When have you ever heard of a criminal defendant referring to the prosecutor as a deranged lunatic? So this is just very, very bizarre.
0: The motorcade now making its way back to Reagan National to the former president's airplane so he can head back to New Jersey. Karen Travers, our ABC News White House correspondent, Uh, even though former President Trump is in town, the current president is not around. We have not heard much from them on this topic except for the the call for accountability uh, regarding January 6th.
2: Yeah, the president has not commented on the legal matters with his predecessor. But you know, back in December of 2021, President Biden uh, did an interview with ABC's David Muir and said that accountability is necessary for what happened on January 6th, no matter where it goes. And David asked him, Does that mean if it goes right into the previous administration? The president said no matter where it goes, those responsible should be held accountable. That's as close as he's come to weighing in on the former president and his responsibility for that day, specifically in terms of legal matters. Uh, He was asked today by a reporter for CNN if he would be following today's arraignment uh, while he's on vacation in Rehoboth, Delaware. And Alex, he said simply no.
0: So you heard it all unfolding here thanks to ABC's Stephen Pornoy with the, the live details coming in from the, the courthouse as President Trump appearing in his navy blue suit that he was sworn in and then entered a not guilty plea in the January 6th, the indictment that came down two days ago. Those four counts, conspiracy to defraud the U.S., conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding and two others. In a hearing that lasted only about a half an hour after a long delay, the former president making his appearance now on his way back to New Jersey. For all of my colleagues here at ABC News, I'm Alex Stone. You've been listening to live coverage from ABC News. ABC News, honored for the second year in a row with five Murrow Awards for excellence in audio, including breaking news coverage. ABC News, America's number
1: one choice.